Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste. And on this episode, I will discuss the astrology of the week of June 5th. So the theme of this week is Tiny Triumphs. And I pulled a card, an oracle card for this week from the Oracle of Mystical Moments by Katrine Welts-Stein. You can go to my Snip Feed link and in it, it has a link to my Amazon store of recommendations. And so if you're interested in this oracle deck, you can purchase it there. But the card is number 21 and it is a mouse holding an eagle, and the mouse is huge, and the eagle is small, and the mouse is wearing like a circus costume. So I love this deck. I love this card. And what is he? we see here is the situation is inverted, where the predator is small and the prey is big. So this card urges us to believe in ourselves. Don't ever think you're too small or too outmatched in a situation. Inner size is what matters. Think back to a time when you felt good about an achievement. Don't give up now. With patience and hard work, you will triumph in the end. This is so perfect and on point for everything I prepared for this week. There are three big things I would like you to think about as you move through this week. Number one, Saturn is stationed to go retrograde as we start this week. So when a planet stations, it appears as though it stops in the sky and starts to move backwards. So from our perspective on Earth, it appears to stop and move back. It's an optical illusion. But what happens in real life is that the topics that the planet rules have potentially unexpected delays, restrictions, reversals, things of that sort. And Saturn rules maturity. It rules discipline. Saturn is the Lord of Karma. So one thing that may happen for people who are impacted by this is that they may be tested or required to take on more responsibility. And you are more likely to be impacted if you have planets that are conjunct, that means at around the same degree, opposing or squaring Saturn at 25 degrees of Aquarius. So those with planets around 25, you can give two or three degrees on either side of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio and Aquarius are likely to be the most impacted by the fact that Saturn is stationing on that degree, turning it into a hot degree. That's it's like putting a poker on it, I feel like, is a good way to describe what happens when that degree is really activated. So another thing that may happen is like increases in fear, anxiety, or frustration or feelings of limitation. Saturn's also the Lord of Karma. So 
people may be called to account for actions they've taken in the past. One thing that's really interesting about this degree that Saturn's stationing at, it's actually not the degree, it's a essentially like the latitude in the sky because Saturn is parallel the asteroid Arachne. So Arachne, in the myth, she was a weaver who had this incredible talent. And what she did was she would weave these tapestries with the gods in in flagrante, like in amorous situations. And this really angered the goddess Athena, who turned her, essentially she turned her into a spider. So when we think about Arachne, we think about the spider and we think about how the spider weaves a web. And to weave a web, you have to do so very meticulously and very strategically So I think we may see in the collective someone who is in authority, Saturn rules authority, you know, having their dirty laundry exposed about an affair or something like that could happen in the collective. But for us personally to use this, we can use this to be more strategic, I think is the best way to use this energy of this retrograde. And the retrograde is really intense, like five days before and five days after are the times it's the most intense. So just be aware. I mean, we've already been in Mercury retrograde. Mercury's finally going direct. And then we have this Saturn retrograde. So it just kind of extends the feelings of frustration and all of that. And it makes total sense with what we're going through in the world with, you know, having had this humongous pandemic, now there's, you know, all this inflation and the supply chain breakdowns. There's just so much like stopping energy that we're facing. And the next thing I want you to think about brings us back to Mercury again. Mercury is now moving direct, but is still on that 26 Taurus degree, the degree of that feared fixed star Algol. So there can be a lot of intensity around some people's thought processes around communication this week. Mercury is starting to move forward, but it's moving so slowly. It's really going to be a week or so before it gets far enough away from Algol to me for me to stop talking about this. But what happened and is still in force is it's at that 26th degree of Taurus. It's still squaring Saturn, which is now stationary. So we can still be experiencing, you know, these delays and restrictions about communication, like this hard words, conflicts with authority. But it's also sextile Neptune. So sextiles are softer aspects that are an opportunity. So you can use the opportunity to think creatively, but we can also see a lot of confusion or miscommunication. It's also trine Pluto and Pluto on Earth's secrets. And and there can be things about power dynamics with this, but it also can make you feel empowered. So the best use of this is to have creative thinking, the determination to stay with hard tasks that Pluto trine can really give you the will and the determination and the ability to like power through disappointments, Saturnian type disappointments that will bring success. So that's how I recommend you use this energy. 
We've seen it in the collective in a very tragic way, the Uvalde school shooting that took place. I discussed the school shooting in depth on May 29th Instagram Live. You can go to my wall and listen to it. But this whole sequence of aspects was in effect at the time of the shooting. And as we moved away from it, it became clear that the story that was originally told to the press was incorrect. First, there was a resource officer on site. Then there wasn't. There was the police standing around for 40 minutes or an hour. I heard different stories not going in because of a decision made by an authority, the head of the police department for the school district. So you had these kids inside being killed and dying while the police just stood outside doing nothing. That's like Mercury retrogrades the square to the Saturn. That delay in thinking and all of that. Well, now Mercury's going direct, but the Saturn part is is restrictive. So we may see very similar things in the collective or a mirror of something like that. Like maybe authorities, I don't know, just charging in recklessly. We shall see what happens. But reading the news stories with this in mind, this is so on point for that horrific tragedy about how Mercury retrograde, the things we see in the collective, can have real impact on people's lives. It's not just about, you know, missing meetings or sending emails that have misspellings. It's, you know, this is real life. And the karma that can come up with the Saturn retrograde, we will see real examples in real life that I will bring to you and your attention. And Saturn's retrograde till October 22nd. So a mantra I'd like you to use to think about these two things, the aspects Mercury's making and Mercury rules our thought processes and our communication. And, you know, the Saturn standing still is that I communicate clearly and when unsure, I request clarification. The last thing that jumped out at me when looking at the charts for this week is that the sun is contraparallel the asteroid Atlantis. And the mythology about Atlantis is that it was a lost city. So this aspect is in effect for most of this week. And the legend of Atlantis was about this moral, spiritual people who lived in a highly advanced utopian civilization, but they became greedy, petty, morally bankrupt, and the gods were angry. And because of this, they turned on the people and brought fires and brimstone and earthquakes and things. And so this city sunk into the ocean. So we may be hearing in the collective or maybe even in conversations that you have with others or in your own mind, stories that call together to the myth of Atlantis. And I feel like Uvalde, which was this, you know, small city, you know, most of the people know each other. They lived a good life for the most part. And then this horrific tragedy was brought upon them by the actions of one person. And in a lot of ways, they're going to be a lost city for a long time. It also calls to mind there's a Michigan congresswoman who wants to outlaw contraceptives. Obviously, she is a Republican. 
because she feels that contraceptives, the pill, and any other kind of birth control have allowed people to become immoral. So you may hear stories like this out in the collective that harken back to this lost city of Atlantis. So think about that. And you can always email me if there are any stories you want to bring to my attention. So this week I did something a little different. Rather than a word of the day, we're going to have an archetype of the day. And I used Kim Kranz, the Wild Unknown Archetypes deck, and I pulled a card for each day. So the archetype for Sunday is Gnosis, and that's spelled G-N-O-S-I-S, and it speaks to inner knowing and mystic truths. So really think about on the Sunday, contemplating the mysteries of life. Don't over-intellectualize or literal things. Feel into things with your heart, and it's perfect that we start the week with a crescent moon in the sign of Leo. Leo is a fire sign, so we can think about being inspired to move forward and take actions for the joy that they bring to ourselves. The sun is in Gemini, an air sign, the moon in Leo, a fire sign. Air and fire can bring great ideas, so think about that. Now, the day may be a little bit tense. The Leo moon will oppose Saturn, and the last aspect of the moon will be a square to Mercury on Algol. So it's really triggering that hard aspect that we've been talking about. So think about how you can communicate clearly and ask for clarity if needed. The moon enters Virgo at 11.21 p.m. Pacific time. On Monday, the archetype of the day is the prayer. So this is a visionary day, and you can think about how you can ask for guidance if needed. The Virgo's moon's last aspect is a trine to Pluto. So it could be a transformative, strategic couple of days. On this day, the sun in Gemini will sextile Chiron and Aries. They're both at 15 degrees. So there could be a spotlight put on a wound. Just be gentle with yourself and others. Venus and Taurus is also semi-square Neptune and Pisces. So you can really call in the dream. Venus like is a come hither energy where you bring things to you, where you're receptive. It's the yin energy. And Neptune is the dream. Uranus is conjunct Pallas Athena at 16 Taurus. Pallas Athena is the asteroid of strategy. And Uranus is the great awakener. So you may have like these aha moments of clarity, this visionary thing that I discussed. It's the prayer. Meditation is also a form of prayer. So you can think about getting quiet, getting still, and allow the insights to come in. Mars is also square series. So taking action for what you want to grow and nurture. Ceres is the asteroid of parenting. So think about what you want to grow and nurture. Mars, how you want to take action to do it. Squares are activating. On Tuesday, the archetype of the day is the underworld. So some people may face ordeals on this day. Or there may be a need to face your deepest fears and move forward despite them. We're going to have a first quarter moon. The sun will be at 16 Gemini and the moon will be at 16 Virgo. 
First quarter moons are a crisis of action. This will happen at 7.40 a.m. Pacific time. And so this is a time where we get some clarity. We can't see the whole story. If you look in the sky, you will see the moon looks like a half moon. Only half of the story is illuminated and there's a hard edge. But this is a time where we often take action, make decisions that move us forward in our intentions. So you definitely want to look back to the intentions you set last week and move them forward despite any fears that you may face. At this first quarter moon, the sun is on the fixed star Rigel, which is the educator or the scholar. So in Gemini season, we always want to be curious and learn new things. Now, Rigel is part of the constellation Orion, and it's at the foot. So you can think about the warrior or the pharaoh are also images you can think of with this constellation and this fixed star. And to be under the foot of the pharaoh is to be under his protection. And with the sun, we may see people trying to impose one's will on others or bringing reform. So two things we may be hearing conversations about is Roe versus Wade, will the Supreme Court have their judgment? Will that be released on this day or around this day? Or will there be more action about gun legislation? So these are two things that came to mind when I was thinking about this sun on the fixed star, Rigel. Now, so this first quarter moon relates back to the new moon last September 6th in 2021 at 14 Virgo. So if you have planets near 14 to 16 or so of the mutable signs of Gemini, Virgo, Pisces, or Sagittarius, there may be a story that started back then that is in the next phase now. So take a look at your journals or think back to that time. So what did you start back then? Where are you now? And where do you want to be by March when we'll have a full moon that'll be highlighting this around 14 to 16 Virgo. Now I post these dates for all of these moons, this lunar gestational period where we'll have a new moon, then a first quarter moon, a full moon, then a last quarter moon, each nine months apart at approximately the same degree the moon will be. So you will see a story in your life if your chart is impacted whether you set intentions or not, but when you set intentions and work with this energy, you can really bring things to life and manifest your vision. So the sun is also a semi-square Uranus, so this can bring some downloads. It's quintile Jupiter, which you may feel like some confidence. Quintiles are grace notes. They synthesize the energy of the two different planets and different signs that aren't typically related can be synthesized in unique ways. The sun in Gemini, the Jupiter in Aries. So think about that. Now, Mars is also semi-square Saturn. So there may be some tension with authority or, you know, that gas break. Mars is a gas, Saturn is the break kind of energy could come up on this day. And Mars is also quintile Pluto. So like working with power or power structures in unique ways can be something you can do with this. But this could be a difficult day. 
On Wednesday, the archetype of the day is Aletheia. This is truth. So there may be clarity or revelations on this day. The moon enters Libra at 8.22 a.m. Now this Libra moon ends with a square to Pluto. So there may be some power struggles or emotional undercurrents, but it could be transformative. Wealth comes from beneath the ground. The underworld, wealth comes from the underworld. So you may have some clarity or revelation that comes in through maybe some difficult emotional undercurrents. So just stay present and think about that Aletheia. Think about the truth and seeing the truth. On Thursday, the archetype of the day is the warrior. You may have to stand up for your principles. Venus is contra-parallel Saturn. Venus wants to connect and moistened. It rules relationships. Saturn separates. So there could be tense interactions with your loved ones or anyone in authority. So just be aware there can be some tension there. Mars is also contra-parallel Neptune. So Mars-Neptune can be the holy war where people feel like they're really fighting for their principles. It also can be like chasing the dream. So think about how you can stand up for your principles and pursue your dreams. On Friday, the archetype of the day is the siren. So think about the temperess and the femme fatale. This is a night to put on your best duds, if it's your red dress or your suit or whatever it is and go out to have a good time. This could be a very sexy weekend. The moon enters Scorpio at 1.40 p.m. Pacific time. It's in the gibbous phase where if you look in the sky, the moon looks almost full. I like to say it's pregnant with possibilities. People who have the moon and sun in their natal chart in a gibbous relationship are often very fertile, literally. Now, that last aspect is an opposition to Mercury, and oppositions usually come from elsewhere. So on the high road, this can be like just sexy talk. On the low road, it can be cruel talk, but we're going to go with sexy talk. So we're going to go with having a fun, sexy evening. On Saturday, the archetype of the day is the self. So with this, we can think about the soul, the witness, or the watcher. Just be the observer or view. Take a step back and view yourself with some detachment from a higher perspective. At least take a little bit of time to do that today. Venus is going to be conjunct Uranus. Resources, values, or money or beauty may be in focus. So with Venus conjunct Uranus, it could be a meet cute. So if you're single, ready to mingle, you can meet someone Friday or Saturday night. You could have an unexpected bill or an unexpected influx of money. So think about that. It could be a friend unexpectedly calls you. Yeah, just anything unexpected about Venusian topics could happen on this day, especially if you are activated by this. It happens at 16 Taurus. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories about the themes of this week or anything else you want to contact me about. So take care and I'll catch you next week. 
Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week. 